Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Songs from the beaches. Cool. That's my favorite too. Is it? Yes. Um, There's a reason why we're starting this podcast with the beaches. It's because they are going to be our guests throughout this podcast. Yeah. Kylie and Jordan Miller, sisters, Mm -hmm. longtime bandmates. Uh, joined us for uh, a nice conversation about the new album, about what it's like being in the beaches, and what it's like when you write a song about your ex-boyfriend who's also in a band, and you call him out by name. Yeah, that's weird. What it's like to be backstage, and there's like famous people walking around that you idolize as a kid. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get to that in a sec. I want to welcome you to a new season of Edging with Tucker and Mora. This is a podcast that we do. Uh, and um, yeah, it's sort of like a compliment to our radio show. Uh, first and foremost, we host a radio show on 102.1 The Edge. Uh, parts of that show get replayed in Vancouver on the world famous Fox. And, um, and yeah, so we just do this podcast where it gives us kind of a longer form way of, uh, you know, like when the beaches come in, how long did we talk to them for half an hour, at least 40 minutes, 40 minutes. Like we couldn't do that no. on our regular radio stations because they would want to shoot us. They yeah. would be like, that's too long guys. <laughs> it's too much talk. Yeah. And, and, and if we broke it up, it would, you know, it would take us a couple hours to play all the clips. So it's a good way to just like get to know people. And you know, we, we're all used to that form of interview now. Like mm-hmm. if you get... You get a three or four minute interview with somebody, it, it just you don't even scratch the surface it's of lame. anything. Lame. So we were very happy that they came and they had the time to kind of sit and chat with us. So we're going to get into that in just a sec. And um, yeah, how was your summer? Was your summer good? Everybody's summer it was, was good? Best, I mean, we've all seen each other. the best summer. But if you only listen to the podcast and you don't check out the radio show, it may feel like we've been away for a while, even though yeah. we haven't at all. We haven't. Yeah. It was a great summer. I can't, I think it was awesome. I, I would disagree. I think the summer was kind of shit, to be honest. Really? With you. I think weather-wise, it was pretty shitty. I think uh, August was kind of lame. I think July had moments that were okay. Yeah, yeah. It, what, what made it awesome for me was the very first year my daughter went away to sleepaway camp. And uh, I, I was reminded of what it feels like yeah. to just like do anything I wanted at my own time. You often say, like, if I didn't have to make dinner for people, I would probably be, like, 10 pounds lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, because I'm always like, what am I going to do for dinner? Dinner is a big stress of mine. But just eating on my own and all that stuff, it was was so easy. You just want to have a salad and soup for dinner? Boom, no problem. No one's going to be like, I don't want to eat salad. (laughs) This is disgusting. Whatever. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, so true. You, you were kind of oblivious to a lot of stuff. It's like kind of getting a blowjob in a rainstorm. It's like you're still happy, <laughs> even though it's raining. Cause I, you're, you know I, what I mean? Never, never, never. I've heard a lot of shit in my life. Never ever heard that analogy before. You know, blowjob in a rainstorm. Uh, <laughs> it, it could be August. You could be on vacation. It could be raining and 15 degrees. But if you're getting a blowjob, you're just like, ah, it's I'm a having be- a great time. Best summer ever. You don't even realize that it's a shitty day outside. And then it's over and then you realize. That's it. right. Maybe that's a bad analogy. <laughs> but yeah, Mora was living in the moment and have experiencing things she's never experienced. So that's why well, she didn't Well, it's been notice. years. It's been years. And I just like, I read a book and I like lounged and smoked joints midday and, you know, just had nothing to do, which felt amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, just drifting along. Not yeah. trying to tap dance around somebody's uh, emotions all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine so, uh, next summer, my one daughter will be gone for the whole summer. Really? She'll be gone for at least eight weeks because she'll be working at camp for the whole uh, deal. This year, she worked for a month, and my other kid went for a month. So it wasn't quite a month. It might have been like about 26 or 27 days that we had no kids. Wow. Okay. Sure. Dude, I had 15 days. I can't imagine 27 days uh, of freedom. Honestly, though, it's different. My kids are 17 and 14. There's days I barely see them anyway. You know, like <laughs> yeah. yesterday, I didn't even know my one daughter was home until uh, like what? 7 p.m. I was like, uh, I like FaceTimed her to see when she was going to be home for dinner. She'd been upstairs the whole time. Oh, I would have got in trouble school. for that when I was a kid. Like one time I remember just going to bed and not telling my dad I was going to bed. And he came in the room. He's like what are you doing? <laughs> I was like lights off in bed. He's like, you don't, you don't just go to bed. You come say goodnight to me. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, that's not the way it works. In, my <laughs> in fact, the reason why I didn't know she was home was because I was asleep when she came home having a long nap. Oh. And then she just kind of went upstairs and they go upstairs and you don't see them for hours. Sometimes Our phone just keeps them preoccupied. eh? laptops, yeah. I think she was watching Gilmore Girls. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like there's these old shows that my kids have like got into thanks to streaming and stuff. Anyway, uh, let's not talk too much because I don't want this podcast to uh, get too long. Really, the focus is the super talented band, The Beaches. They have got a new album as we record this. It's coming out in a couple of days, uh, but uh, you, they, it may already be out, so... Keep an eye out for that. And they got a couple of sold out shows at Massey Hall. They're doing a tour that's all mostly sold out. So they're on fire right now. And without further ado, let's get into it. Jordan and Kylie Miller of the Beaches on the Edging Podcast with Tucker and Moore. Well, joining us right now, we got Jordan and Kylie Miller from the beaches. Hey, guys. Hey. And um, as we record this, it's quite early. It's like 9 a.m. And uh, it's shocking when you can get people who are professional musicians out of bed and like ready to be here at 9 a.m. You don't want to be here at 9 a.m. Like, I didn't put any makeup on today, so it was more of like a duck and roll into the car situation. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Listen but to this. Listen to this. I know. Blame them all. She sounds so nice. 
<laughs> Just pointing the finger, eh? You had nothing to do with it. <laughs> fact, the album is called Blame My Ex, yeah. the new album. Yes. And uh, as you record this, it's not out, so we can't play many songs from the new album, but we can listen to some stuff. Because you guys, you came out with an EP a couple weeks ago, like that has four songs. Like, are those all songs that are going to be on the new album? Yeah, I don't know why it's called an EP on... Yeah, I wondered about that too, because it's... It's kind of classified if you go on a streaming service as like an EP. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Or it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. They're just off the their songs off the record. Yeah. It says it at the top. EP. Says EP there. Little taster. It's kind of like an appetizer platter. Yeah, for the for the main course. It's a little bouche bouche for yes. sure. But it, they're all songs <laughs> on the record, so I don't know why it says that. <laughs> All right, let's listen. Let's take, let's take a little walk through uh, yeah. the appetizers yeah. here. Okay, this is a little appetizer. It's called Everything is Boring. Wait a second. Yeah, here we go. I think this is my favorite one. I forget about it. Yeah, this one is the first one we put out. Um, when you have a favorite song that you guys do, is it ever the song that is everybody else's favorite? Or is it usually like a deeper, like, real fans like it song? I don't know. That's a really good question. There's been songs that I think have been my favorite. Like, T-Shirt was probably my favorite song off of our first record. And that was, like, the standout song off Late Show. This Um, song here? Yeah, there you (laughs) go. Here we go. (laughs) We played this song a few times. Yeah, Yeah. totally. My old familiar. Um... But then, like, there's other songs. Like, I wrote this song, Orpheus, off of an EP we released last summer called, um, I think it was the one that had Grow Up Tomorrow and My People on. And it's just, like, this really sort of simple, quiet, chill song. And it's my favorite. But whenever we play it, like, fans are always, like, kind of mid on it. (laughs) Depends. Depends. They're kind of just like, okay, time to get a drink and a cigarette. Oh, so do you, like, really see when that happens when oh, you're yeah. yeah you can tell yeah. yeah it's time to go get a beer whenever we play oh you can us. tell everyone can tell <laughs> well you don't know they might just be in the zone lights would it, have to be so bright for you to not see yeah. people go for that beer or the <laughs> like, bathroom trip and, and I don't want to say like it's a massive exodus like people hate the song but like you, you can tell when <laughs> people are kind of disinterested and do but you, I don't care because I love it right and, <laughs> and you should not care but like do you ever plan that to hit a point in the show yeah. when you feel like you would want to go grab another beer like at a second beer time yeah absolutely you you sandwich, about it. All that you stuff. sandwich it with a couple of bangers you couple it, yeah. big songs you have like a big solo that comes after that sort of draws people back in like i think i think it's sort of silly to expect fans to just stand still for like the entire set so sometimes it is nice to give them a little does it piss you off when fans are holding something and recording the whole thing no, no. not you at like all. that i don't mind like they bought a ticket to the show in my opinion like they're like they can do whatever they want as long as they're like not being violent or rude to anyone else what about an ipad it. an ipad in the air is <laughs> that like pushing over kids. i never seen an ipad in the air okay <laughs> that's like an expensive toy to bring to a show that's if you bring some of your extended family like a you yeah. know an aunt might have an ipad yeah. or something she might bring the yeah. ipad and i totally do respect musicians who who have who draw like a hard line with bringing phones and stuff like I think it's a safety concern, to be honest. I don't know. Like, I would never want to 
not have my phone in case something something went down sure yeah Yeah. i mean even places where you have to check your phone you can go get it at any time if you need it it's just yeah if a babysitter is going to call you or something it could be a little challenging but um you know when you're when you think about the quality of the iphone now i go back and i watch clips now from shows i've been at and it brings me back there it used to be kind of stupid with the old flip phones. I don't know if For you guys sure. are old enough to have had I, one of those. We like, had them. We were like the last kids to have the flip phones before the iPhone came out. Okay. The iPhone came out when I was 12, which okay. is crazy. So you understand the gratifying yeah. snap clothes. Oh, I we love didn't, it. We didn't have that. We had a push We had a slide. Nokia. Oh, yeah, because oh. you were the texting. Like, you guys were right into yeah. texting as soon as you got your phone, Florida, probably. Yeah. We yeah. learned at a young age. You didn't have to it. learn T9. You had a keyboard. We had keyboards. Cool. That's right. Yeah. Has anyone ever <laughs> thrown anything at you guys on stage? Because I know this is a thing now. Like people, it's getting worse and worse. People throw their t-shirts at us all the time. They throw it during t-shirt though, mm. which is funny. So it's like, it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you guys ever seen the room before, like the Tommy Wiseau, like, you know how they throw spoons at certain parts. And, yes. Um, it's kind of like that. It's sort of a very. Rocky Horror Picture it Show. Was that, it was that. It's a Rocky Horror that they throw the spoons at. But, uh, they, or they throw rice and yeah. they throw, you know, stuff. So you I, see a bunch of people in the crowd with no shirt on. After. Yeah. Sometimes and, the, and they want their shirt back. Yeah. And we say, you're not <laughs> getting it back. <laughs> if you throw it on stage, it's ours. Yes. Yeah. So. Do, do you have. Um, uh, story because speaking of things being thrown at stage one of the worst <laughs> things I ever saw was um, do you remember uh, I think they were a Toronto band Serial Joe <laughs> no I don't remember they were like a kid band you probably Rock remember band. one of their songs anyway because well, we were we were a kid band too back they, in the day they opened up for Len right in the <laughs> Steal My Sunshine like heyday <laughs> okay. okay and it was at a it was at a horse track in London, uh, part of this outdoor fest fair they do. I'm loving everything about okay. this story so far. <laughs> until, yeah, you'll love it right up until, like, fans of Len didn't really want to see Serial Joe on stage, so they filled up water bottles, like you're holding right now, with gravel, and they started tossing them on stage to the point where they were, like, breaking apart the drum kit and stuff, and oh. they, had to, they had to get off stage. With gravel? Yeah, Jesus. it was vicious. That's horrible. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. But uh, have you found yourself ever in a situation where you were on a bill where people just didn't want you to be there like uh, early days yeah, yeah 100% we've done some tours where it's that's been the vibe yeah sure. I remember like the first time we played uh, an arena show I think we were opening for the Foo Fighters it was really exciting we were like the first of three we got it last yeah. minute like I was I'm you so were dying it was crazy it was, and we're so nervous like we've never played an arena before and Eliza used to start our drummer. She used to start the show by herself. So she went up and started playing the drums. And someone threw a beer bottle at her. No, and it wasn't a bottle. Oh, it was a, can. a can. No, no, no. It was the like the giant $20 pint oh, of beer. Oh, the tall yeah. boy or whatever. Yeah, it was like the huge one that you spent a bunch. And it hit her right in the face. And it knocked her drumsticks out of her hands. Yeah. Oh. And it's just covered in beer. Covered in beer. Like she's at a just, Foo Fighter show? That seems what? a little like, you know. Yeah. yeah. I had crazy. stuff thrown at me when I was introducing, um, this is really dating me now, when I first got into radio, I introduced a band called the Suicide Machines or whatever they were called. I think they were the Suicide Machines. 
Anyway, they weren't big fans of radio people, and they were throwing stuff at me. I couldn't wait to get off stage. But uh, I, I only had to be up there for like, you know, 40 seconds. Yeah. How does your drummer recover from that moment? Yeah. Uh, I think our I think our TM came out and gave her sticks. And it's still traumatizing. Like, she still, like, talks about it sometimes. Because it was, like, it was such an important show for us. We'd never done that. So it was, like, a bit of a bummer. But, like, we pulled through. I think we only what had, city? like, a, it was Toronto. Toronto. It was in Toronto. It was in Toronto. Exactly. But luckily, the guy spent literally probably $35 on this beer and then got kicked out of the whole show. Yeah, missed <gasps> yeah. everything. Missed yes. the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's what happens when you're a jerk, right? Yeah. Yeah. When when you open for the Foo Fighters, I would imagine Dave Grohl is such a fan of music that he would come by and say hi to you and, and, and probably is into your music already if you're there. You know, He wouldn't a, have a band he's never heard of. Before. You have yeah. a funny story about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, at this point in our career, we'd been dealing with like a lot of kind of creepy dudes kind of breaking into our green room before the show and being really yeah. aggressive. And I was just really fed up with this. Kind Are of you thing talking happening. about fans? No, sometimes. Fan, no, I was fans. Like fans, but sometimes also like promoters, like people that were putting on no, the show it was, in small towns. It was like fans. We were, we were playing in the U- U.S. and like in, we didn't have as much of a reputation there and these guys would come in and then get annoyed when we would tell them to leave whatever mm-hmm. yeah. we dealt with some pretty uh crappy things and we were playing with the foos and i was warming up and this guy comes in and i was like focusing on my guitar and i was like come on this is gonna happen when we're opening for the food fighters like they don't even have security yeah. here like right and you think gu- the level of professionalism would this, be through the roof this guy keeps trying to talk to me and i'm just like i'm so fed up at this point i'm giving him all the sass that i can i can see exactly Rolling where this is going eyes. i can't wait for it i can't wait and for I it just i finally looked and i was like oh you gotta be kidding me and i looked over and i gave my worst death stare <laughs> i ever could and it was Dave Grohl sitting right yeah! next to me. Awesome. And I was like, oh, hi. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. My, you were so in the zone that you didn't realize it was Dave Grohl who was yeah. getting in your space. Yeah. yeah. And he was being very nice. Like, there was nothing wrong. <laughs> just, like, I was just fed up. Talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And we all heard Kylie's voice go up like three octaves and we're like, oh, Dave Grohl must be outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so does, funny. Does yeah. he like uh, say he has a favorite song or does he comment on any specific I don't, album? I don't know if he like listened. I think he listened to our set. I know his daughter likes our band a bit. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of why um, we were chosen. Also, I'm pretty sure that it's the bass player who picks a lot of the opening. Yeah. Oh, OK. Cool. I think his name's Chris. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he does all that stuff for them. But yeah, it was great to play with them, and he was super nice. And I got to introduce him to my mom after. Oh, and, uh, my God. We partied oh, cool. with them a little bit. So he was cool enough for you to be like, do you mind if I take you around and introduce you to my people? Like, yeah. he was that kind of guy who was gracious. He was yeah, incredibly after kind. After the show, yeah. yeah. And then I saw him in Boston the last time that we were there. He was just, like, walking down the street with his daughters, like, totally normal. Oh, yeah. wow. Dude, yeah. It's yeah. like... When you, uh, I mean, you must learn from that uh, in terms of when you guys have people opening for you now to like, you know, because you've been there, but some people could take it the other way, which is, oh, I paid my dues. Now I can be the dick. You know, like I'm a. No, we, we got, we've, um, I think you learn like how much luck plays a part in like success. Like we obviously worked really hard and we're talented and everything, but like we've got lucky breaks, like, and people have taken a chance on us. Like Emily and Jibby from Metric recording our first record, you know, Elton John playing us on his thing. And I asked him, I'm like, you know, why did, why did you, um, why have you 
talked so like why do you support so many young artists like this just seems like so much extra stuff that you have to do yeah and he's like well that's like what happened to me when I got my start people took a chance on my music and gave you know gave me a leg up so I feel like I have to do like have to pay it forward and so yeah it is something we're very conscious of that when um now that we're in a position of privilege and power that we have to you know help set up the the next generation of like especially women and yeah yeah. is that something uh you know the fact that you're all women do you like people making a big deal about that or would you rather it you know because it could be either way it could be like we're just musicians and don't focus like gender shouldn't matter but you bring it up yeah no i think it's it's tricky i've i've like I've, I, I sort of flip-flop on it. And, like, I, and on the one hand, I do think, like, it would be cool just to be, like, respected as musicians in general. But, like, gender, we're all... It, it, it is a factor. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What about your thoughts? I, I would say I agree. I think, like, it is interesting how much everything has changed. Like, I think really, I mean, when I look at, like, Boy Genius and these bands who are, like, the biggest bands in the world, a lot of them are, like, They're all women. women. And I think now. that women are making, like, the coolest sort of rock, rock music. music right now. Like, all the all the contemporary artists that I think are really cool are all women. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Deer Rouge, Wet Leg, mm-hmm. uh, Mono Whales. I mean, it's not, like, these aren't bands with all women, but, yeah, you but know, female, female leads and female... Yeah. And, yeah. Especially like indie and rock music, I think it's all the, all the cool stuff is like it's the ladies, Preach. which is which is which is cool. I don't think we've kind of been yeah in a situation in a situation like, like this before. I was wondering because you are women, what's the difference with these with like uh, would we call them groupies? Like you know, you see the <laughs> typical visual stereotype of like a male rock band and group what groupies look yeah. like for that, and people trying to get backstage after the show. What's it like when you're an all-female band? I'm curious. Well, it's shifted it's, quite a bit. I mean, now we have, like, a lot of, like, younger female fans. like Because of TikTok and stuff. And right. a lot of them are queer, and a lot of them are just, like, really into, like, the music. And But also, we still have, like, some, you know, older older dudes. We have some older dudes. There's who f- upload photos of our feet on the internet, for sure. Oh. There's, yeah, but there's also, like, there's, there's like, older folks who, who, like, our early stuff, like, reminds them of the music that they grew up with. So they're, they've been fans for a while. But, yeah, I think it's definitely shifted to, like, a younger audience. There's also, like, a bunch of frat boys that love us, which I'm like, this music wasn't written for you, but I do love your yeah. support. Like, <laughs> Would you hook up obsessed. with a fan? Would you, would you go, like, mm, you know, I don't go think out I, with them and give them a chance? I, <laughs> did, I dated one for a while. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. And did they reach out via DM or they, oh, yeah. and you were like, okay, I'll give this and a shot. And now I'm kind of dating another one. <laughs> oh, really? So. Okay. So it's, I, I don't want to encourage that. By well, any I mean, it, what, if it was a male rock band. Uh, we, yeah, they, they, it's true. I don't know if I oh, would. I, oh, gosh. I'm not going to get canceled for this, hopefully. No. But like, no, I mean, it's just one of those ways to like meet people, I guess. And totally. it's definitely I mean, never say never, I guess. Like, never say never. Yeah. Let's listen to uh, something else here. This is called Me and Me. Oh, yes. Because you guys are sisters, 
Are you like super brutally honest with each other because you're in like next level relationship as oh. far as ideas coming to the table? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting though because I don't think me and Kylie disagree on many things. It's we kind of have a hive mind when it comes to anything related to the band. Like we just sort of trust each other's instincts when it comes to any decision. We, I can't really remember the last time we disagreed on something. But would you say something to her that you wouldn't say to anybody else yeah. Yeah. in oh, front yeah. of them? And would they, do yeah. the other members of the band ever just be like, guys... Save it for at home, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, does it get to that point? We, know. we don't really fight very much, Kylie and I. We we probably did when we were younger. Um, yeah, like, when we were first touring and stuff, we definitely were more. more yeah. Uh, how I think old were I, you guys when you first started touring? Gosh. We did our first tour in the UK when we were, I was 16, Jordan was 17. Yeah. And Brody Dow from um, the, the distillers, distillers took us, us out. out. And were we your were parents in, with you? No. no. So you were on wow. your own. That's pretty we fun. We were still yeah. in high school. It I, was pretty I'm, crazy. I sometimes am like, did, how are we allowed to just leave school for a month? You had <laughs> cool was, parents. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Eh? Very cool. But then, That's really crazy. And you still, so you're living with your parents now? Uh, currently. Yeah. still do. Well, okay. it's just, you know. I, I, I hear the songs and it's like, you know, it's, you're sleeping on a couch or whatever. And, you're yeah. like, and then I'm like, wait, this is reality. Yeah. This is <laughs> You're really borrowing 10 bucks. <laughs> Literally. It's it's just like, it's so expensive to live in Toronto right now. And frankly, like we're touring so much that it's like, then we'd have to figure out a sublet system. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I am moving out. Like that was one of my goals. <laughs> but next, by the end of next year. Yes. We're out. We're out. We're, we're outing out. Um, Maybe you could sublet Sean Mendez's condo or something. <laughs> and, uh, he lived at home for a long time. Actually, I know. You know? It's so, true. I, honestly, like. To I, your point though, you're gone a lot. I, I used yeah. to feel really bad about it that like, that I hadn't moved out yet. But I, I was chatting with another mate of mine who's a very successful like musician and TikTok artist. And he was like i still live at home like and i'm touring to like hundreds of thousands of people in china but like i still yeah. have to live with my parents right it's, you, like, uh, you mentioned it. tiktok have yeah. you guys ever um have you i haven't really like really been dialed into your tiktok presence but yeah. will you float like ideas for songs like some people do like yeah. put out you know you have a 20 second idea it's, it's maybe just a verse or it's a chorus and you haven't even written the rest and be like what yeah. do you think of this should we like go down will you do that we've we've released some like demos and stuff and it's kind of interesting to see them like blow up and then it kind of helps it's more so we've ha we have this song done but yeah. like it helps okay. us like pick a single it, like for instance that song everything is boring we put that up on tiktok and that went viral i think that was the first one to go viral for us and too. then we just decided to like oh we're gonna put it out because it's gotten so much Momentum. Momentum. Yeah. yeah. And then it helped, I think, having that. And then obviously Blame Brett went crazy on TikTok. That helped kind of get people excited and they wanted to hear more. And it's yeah. just an interesting way to connect with new fans. Okay, Blame Brett. Yeah. Um, Blame Brett. It's a real person. So that's <laughs> yes. like, uh, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Lots of people, lots of people have written songs about their exes. <laughs> mm. um, is there like, uh, call that's made before the song comes out and, and like do you, do you have to get a green light or do you just is it more just so you know I I gave him like so I gave him a call in January I I forget what I forget what incited the song I think I'd been on a bad not a bad date but I'd been on a date with this guy and I think it was our third date and he told me he loved me like after three dates and I was like oh I'm not really 
over my ex yet. I feel like I need to... I feel like I kind of wanted to write a song where I apologize to all my partners, um, basically letting them know, like, I'm sorry, I'm very down to have fun with you, but I'm, like, definitely not emotionally available for a relationship. And blame your ex. LOL, don't blame me, blame my ex-boyfriend. And then the alliteration just wrote itself, blame Brett. Like, it's, it's, it's fun to say. So I gave... I gave Brett a call. You didn't, you didn't think of writing like, like blame Chet? I, <laughs> well, I was gonna do like blame Brent, but I was like, but his real name is Brett, and I, yeah. I so I gave him a call, and I'm like, I kind of have this funny idea. It's like, it's not actually calling you out, but but it could kind of seem that way for people seem, who just look at surface level think, yes, lines yes, and could. stuff. And it certainly like did. People were. People were like, this is spicy. <laughs> There's like a lot of division on it, honestly, in the beginning. But once people heard the lyrics and understood the context, like I think enough time has passed now where it's so Brett was of, okay with Brett was, Brett was like was okay with it. Go. He was a little apprehensive and a little nervous. He's like, There's gonna be like a million nineteen year old girls that hate me after this. And right? I mean the one advantage <laughs> Brett has that some people don't have is that he has his own band yes. that, and he can write blame Jordan. I you know always, and can, I, sat, I was secretly hoping because I'm such a narcissist that <laughs> <laughs> there's a call out song for me coming out, but I, I just listened to the new record and their new record's really beautiful and nice. Um, well that could be about you too. Oh they are. They are. <laughs> I know the ones that are about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm such a psychopath. Um I mean you said it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys you're not rehearsing in your parents' house. No, no, no we got a studio. We have a studio, yeah, so yeah. luckily we're not like banging on the drums while they're trying to work or anything. Yeah. But. And you have this big uh, cross Canada tour coming up. You're mm-hmm. going to the US as well. Two yeah. sold out shows at Massey Hall. Does that trip you out a little bit? I just can't even think about it. I'm just so, it's just so baffling. Like, Can I tell you a couple of people I've seen it at Massey Hall? Like even not that long ago. Yeah. I mean, Neil Young. <laughs> uh, we saw uh, Robert Plant, who you might know from his, uh, you know, band Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. I've you know, like it's, it, that's a pretty cool space and people have a lot of, you know, the history there yeah, and, and sure. n- not one but two sold out shows it's I a know. big deal we're <laughs> we're pretty excited we're a bit freaked out but we're we're just so excited i think like almost every single show on this tour is sold out yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. and what happens uh when you're playing your hometown like is your phone blowing up with people looking for yeah. favors yeah. oh for sure yeah it's so how many free tickets for you guys? No, no. I mean, I mean, like, how, how big's a guest list? Like, yeah, how many and on people? A, on a regular show, like, how many people could you bring? Because uh, the Tragically Hip has spoken about how difficult it was for them to do shows in Kingston. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, Hometown shows are tricky like that, especially because your friends, my friends every year are always like, I will definitely buy tickets to the next show. And then they're like, oh, I waited too long. I forgot. <laughs> now they're $200. Like, I love you, but not that much. <laughs> yeah. And then there's industry people who come. So, like, normally the guest list will be, like, yeah, it's long. It's 100, big. 200. Wow. It probably but, will be, like, we're trying to keep it to 100. Probably. Yeah, we'll try and keep it a little lower. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Because I know I'm going to be trying to get into that show. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. 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 And you guys are welcome to. Wow. Well, now we're taking so up a couple of seats. No, it's no, okay. You're good. Actually, you're I'd be happy to pay uh, for that show. You, I mean, um, you guys, when, at what age when you were in school 
did people take you seriously? Like, when did it go from mm-hmm. being like, oh, you want to be a rock singer, right? You want to form a band? Yeah, yeah right. Well, Honestly, it was when know? we started getting played on the radio. So thank you guys. Yeah, I think that you. really did shift a lot of people's uh, opinions on the band and all that stuff. Because we'd been like touring and stuff and building like a bit of a fan base. But I think having radio play in Toronto it was like oh okay they're street actually- cred and what about yeah. like family did they our uh, family was always very supportive like when did they feel like it was actually a profession and not a hobby I think when we won the Juno yeah. uh, we said we were not going to university but here you go yeah. we gave it to our parents uh, so we don't so. have a diploma but we have this little trophy thing. have a Man. What, what, yes. Do you are you a firm believer in the sense that you uh, you can't have a backup plan if you want what you're doing to succeed? Uh, I, I I wanted to go to school, so my parents like they they said like they allowed us to obviously go on tour and like leave school for a month, and they let us play shows at the supermarket on a Wednesday night at midnight. Like oh, we wow. would start, but they said like as long as you're still on honor roll and you still have options. So we, we both got scholarships to universities. Um, we had to have good grades in order to pursue the music thing. So it was definitely like a stressful period, but yeah. um, we got signed out of high school. So we were like, we could go to university, but we won't get this chance again. Yeah. So we pursued it and just, yeah. I do think you have to roll with it. You do I have mean, to roll with it. Obviously, it's not this the case. Some A lot of people in, who are musicians have to have, like, part-time jobs to make yeah. money to, yeah. you know, it's really mm-hmm. hard. And yeah. that's, I totally I worked at that. a frozen food store for six years. Yeah, I did like I got, I got fired from every single job I had. But <laughs> if I you think, had to buy something from the frozen aisle, what would it be? <laughs> it's all frozen. All of the food is frozen. No, but okay, but what's the best frozen food? Job, right? Or was it? It was best frozen food to get hands down every time. I like the frozen dumplings. Probably ah, like they're yes. they're good. They're always solid. Especially if you get them at TNT, they've got some really good brands there. Good to know. Yeah. Um. Would you ever date a musician again? Oh, good question. Okay, so <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> wow. And I'm currently dating one, so yes. yes. Oh, I, really? I yeah. think I think at first I was like never again. Like this is too this is just too tricky to like balance people, your schedules, but the thing is like musicians just do understand each other's lives the way that like other people that live like a 9 to 5 sort of life just they don't get it mm-hmm. um not to say like I don't not to say like that I would ever only exclusively date musicians like I'm dating people that aren't musicians right now but like Jordan has a roster currently <laughs> yeah well I'm playing the f- that's what you should be doing yeah yeah I think it's important to take time to find yourself through others <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> after a breakup sorry if you're listening to this <laughs> um but yeah I think I I think I am very drawn to people that work in the music industry because like they get they you get you and they're creative and um they don't have to get up early yeah I thought it would be such a drag to date like a banker who's at work at 7 a.m a doctor is there any time. type of musician specifically that you're drawn to like uh drummer versus guitar oh. player or trombone or like drummers, drummers. More, more oh. I dated a trumpet player yeah. for a while and I like said it was epic, epic. <laughs> 
I do really? have a His finger and mouth work yeah. was phenomenal. Oh, that's what know? I was wondering. I, I was going to say sax players are very sax. sexy. Sax I do love a sexy. Well, they're yeah. licking that reed all, all night. All the time. I mean, they gotta have the- <laughs> that has to stay moist, that reed. Uh, it, yeah. does. it does. It does. I love drummers too, though, like especially female drummers. So, so hot. Yes. Um, yeah, I like drummers a lot. I, I like singers too, though. Like, there's something about. Um, yeah, I like singers. I like singers too. Okay. <laughs> the whole band. Yeah. <laughs> Except for guitar players. They can. Okay. <laughs> Settle down. Egomaniacs, eh? <laughs> so anyone who plays math rock can never call me. Uh, what doesn't kill you makes you paranoid. My favorite. Uh, Toronto obviously means a lot. You named your band after the neighborhood you grew up in. Um, What is your like? favorite Toronto thing? Like, is it, is it hard to pick one thing? It's hard to pick. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced pick a this. summer thing. Pick a summer oh, a summer, thing. Oh, like an activity. Or just like when you think of it, when you're away, you miss it. Oh, true. And you come back and you're happy to have it back. Is it a restaurant? Is it a park? Mm. Is it a, a walk, a neighborhood, you know? It's definitely like my friends here. I Like, I'm very connected to um, my, fr- my friendships in Toronto. Um, I feel like no matter where I go, like the, us, my, all my best friends for the rest of my life will always live here. Um, so I'm connected to them. Uh, and they're, they live in like the junction in the West End, so I'm there a lot. All the but artists I, seem to gravitate to the West. I know, they do. I know. I, they're starting to move to the East End, though. Um, another thing, I've started going to like the movie nights. I forget the charity that it is, but it's just over around here, actually, the Cork Town. Oh, um, yeah, the screening in the where they play a big movie. Yeah. And Inflatable couches and stuff sick. in the I, distillery. Beautiful. It's been like beautiful because it's been such a lovely summer. Like, mm. I just go over like to the farmer's market with my mates, grab like fresh charcuterie with and your pretzel. mates. My friend, sorry. Oh, my God. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 sorry, I forgot. That's all right. Okay. It's all right. You it's can leave it out. No, we don't need to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Cork, Corktown Commons. I yeah. know the distillery is doing one as well. But yeah, oh, they're like okay. open air cinema nights and it's going and I also just miss the beaches too. Like I love yeah. being in the beaches in the summer. I go swimming in the lake probably every day in the summer, which is, yeah, a real yeah. treat. I love it. Obviously Toronto gets you. You got two sold out shows here. What What's another city that really gets the beaches? And, and uh, it's oh, it's really become every city in Canada. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, growing in the United States and beyond. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly, but like, like Dallas, Texas, and like yeah. Texas in general, yeah, loves the beaches. Surprising, I would it's, not have picked Dallas, but they were insane. Insane, yeah. yeah, like that was it was the loudest show that we've ever played. Like we couldn't use our in-ear monitors that show because the venue was so small. It would have been such a pain to have to bring all of them in, like bring all the equipment in. So we actually could hear the crowd really loud for the first time, and they were so loud that we couldn't hear ourselves. Oh wow. And I said, we laughed, and I was like, Jordan, I've, I've never felt more like the Beatles in my whole life. <laughs> like, yeah, was that like, your first time playing there, or do you or do you have to kind of, like, build that? We've, we've built it up quite a bit. Like, we've done a lot of support tours, and now we kind of keep hitting all these same markets, and it's just really amazing to finally see them, like, actually selling out and all this yeah. stuff. But we're, I mean, we're going to be back in 
the states is like a bit different than Canada. You can you have to hit it like multiple times a year in order to see growth. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Denver was also like a big yeah a big show for us, which but is surprising for sure. Also, like Vancouver, also definitely oh, we have a big yeah. fan base there. We just sold out the Orpheum, which is the biggest venue we've ever played there, which is crazy. Halifax too. I anywhere where there's lots of kids, I'm finding. Like university towns, we do really well in for sure. I mean, we just played in Sarnia the other night to maybe like 200 people, so maybe not Sarnia. Uh, maybe not Sarnia. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not Sarnia. Maybe not. Not a, tough a lot crowd. of young yeah. people there. I don't think. It was, they, don't they move to London or? Yeah. Yeah. It was us in July talk, and we were both like, "Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. This is the. Yeah. This, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's great to see them again. Yes. Before we let you go, other than the Foo Fighters, you've been on bills with other people that like who who, who else has been a thrill to open for uh, before well, you started? Because I mean, now you're headlining your own show. Obviously, the Rolling, Rolling Stones, Stones was crazy. Yeah. Um, How do you even? <laughs> what What is that experience like? When uh, do you even come into contact with them? I we did we, we did met them. Yeah. got to meet them. I got two kisses from Mick Jagger on the cheek, which was really thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he's a double. He he's does a both double. cheeks. Well, I'm a double too because I'm a total tool. Um, he isn't, but I am. Um, <laughs> and he he had him. We were wearing matching silver sparkly outfit so i was like i like your outfit we're matching he's like yes we are <laughs> yeah we oh, took a photo and he did bunny ears behind jordan's head yeah. it is like, cool Whoa. that's kind of cool it's oh, yeah. pretty cool it's just like it's unbelievable like you know the um, career every band on earth is always they have like two career highlight goals and one of them is to like open for the rolling stones and so for us to have had that opportunity it's so so early on like and they just release new music. Like, that's yeah. insane. There's yeah. there's such legends. Um, Still having babies. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I'll have, I'll have his baby. Would you? <laughs> Speaking of musicians. Um, maybe not, but. <laughs> On the flip side, uh, celebrities that have shown up at shows or that have reached out because they're fans, is there uh, anybody that, like, kind of blew your mind? I mean, Avril Lavigne's been a big one for us because she was, like, our our favorite growing up. I think Demi Lovato was really cool for Leandra because Leandra was a yeah. big Camp Rock fan. Um, no, Jonas Brothers fan. Jonas, yeah. And, and Camp Disney. Rock. Yeah, Disney in general. And Who's Demi the Lovato. one recently? Oh, Nelly Furtado. Oh, was, oh, Nelly oh, Furtado nice. slid in the DMs last week and yeah. I literally was like, oh my God. And, and what, would, what would she say? Like, just, hey, uh, fan, you guys are doing great? Yeah, That's she just so said, nice. I'm a big fan, and we invited her to our album release show. She said she might come, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's well, cool. So her name will be on the list. Nelly, if you're listening, we'll see you there. There is a funny one. Um, she's not a musician, but Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend is a fan, and when she was um, putting out all of those DMs. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, blasting she, Jonah Hill. She, she put our song in the like in the <gasps> mix. Like, oh, really? <laughs> I was like, Wow. Oh, yeah. Did was it Blame Brad? Yeah, or what? Was oh, yeah. <laughs> Blame my ex. So. Perfect. Yeah, I said like so... he was a complete narcissist. Yeah, and, yeah uh... I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that means Jonah Hill probably not going to be a fan. Not a fan. You're not going to get invited on the super yacht with Leo and uh, Jonah uh-oh. and the rest of the uh, whatever Crew. they what do call they call them? A oh. pussy posse. Oh. 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 I'm a pass anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for coming by. Uh, we're excited for the new album. Congratulations Thank on the you. new album. Thank you. Do you do anything special on the release day? Do you guys like... Cause... Yeah, we're, we're having a little party, um, a release show, but 
It's just like for friends and family, and we're going back to the supermarket um, where oh, we first first had our residencies. So that'll be really fun. And yeah, and then we just have like a bunch of press, and like my boyfriend's flying into town, and so excited, super fun. Do, do people know who your boyfriend? Uh, like fans know who he is? No, not okay. yet. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, can we play not- some music from your boyfriend and uh- just see what it sounds like? But we won't. We won't. <laughs> I'll tell you guys. He does. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. uh, Blame my ex. Uh, Depending when you're listening to this is uh, Friday, September fifteenth, and it's been really nice getting to know you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. So cool. We're new to the edge. You're not. But (laughs) so you you probably have more of a right to sit in here than we do right now. Totally. No, we've had a great time. Thank you so much.